Thursday, November 2nd, and welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. It's great to have you back here. It really is. Thank you so much for stopping on by. And what I want to talk about today is a little something that I posted about yesterday when I learned of the passing of Bob Knight. Look, you know, this basketball behind me. It's got Bobby's autograph on it right there. And, you know, you you can't have attended 95-7 the game. Uh, or you can't have attended uh, Indiana University. Sorry, I'm looking over here and saying, uh, is a 95-7 the game burner account? Drew Down thinks we got a burner account on here. <laughs> Drew Down. See, this is why I can't have even the, the chat open. I get distracted. I did attend 95-7 the game. I don't anymore. I did attend Indiana University, and I don't anymore. Uh, but when you are a Hoosier, Bob Knight means an awful lot. And when I was at KNBR, Bruce Bochy meant an awful lot. And then, you know, when I was at 95.7 The Game, Steve Kerr meant an awful lot. I have, through a little luck, a little happenstance, uh, been in the presence of some real coaching, managerial greatness in my still short time covering sports. You know, I've only been doing this about 20 years and I have, you know, run across three Hall of Fame caliber human beings who have managed to the ultimate levels of success. And they've done so in incredibly different ways. I'm talking incredibly different ways. Um, you know, Bochi, Bobby, and Steve Kerr are completely different guys with different personalities and different styles and all brought teams to a remarkable level of success. Now, Knight did it in a way that was bombastic and controversial and intimidating. Uh, Bruce Bochy has just always been as stoic and steady as a human being can be and a baseball manager has ever been. And he wins his fourth World Series last night. So huge you know, tip of the cap to Bruce Bochy. And then you got Steve Kerr, who is an incredible diplomat. An incredible diplomat. Um, and has more rings and competitive fire that the players get to see that delivers an amount of instant respect for all of the, I mean, Steve Kerr has been a sponge that has absorbed so much excellence from teammates that he's had, from coaches that he played for. It's Steve has had one of the most touched by God basketball lives ever lived, and he's absorbed all of it. A fountain of knowledge is what Steve is, along with the experience. And you got three guys who have gone about it in three totally different ways, but just achieving staggering success, a staggering level of success. And, you know, it's, it's amazing that I've been around all of them and that not only did I get to know them, but in a, a, a weird way, they've, they've gotten to know me. I mean, Bob Knight, probably the least of getting to know me, but I was a student in a class that he taught at IU. It was the coaching of basketball. 
And it was only available to seniors, and it was only available at like 7.30 a.m., 8 a.m. And if you're a senior who knows what he or she is doing, you're, you're not taking seven, 8 a.m. classes your senior year. That's for freshmen. What are you doing? Your senior year, my senior year, I didn't have any class before 11 a.m., but for the coaching of basketball, which met, I think, twice a week. And Bob Knight had one rule. If you show up late once, you fail. If you wear a hat to class once, you fail. In other words, I want you here on time and I want you showered. Don't think you're walking in here in your underpants and your pajamas and taking a class with Bob Knight with a hat on because you haven't even bothered taking a shower yet. So it was an incredible experience because Bobby would come in and talk about basketball for about, oh, 10, 15 minutes. And then he'd start talking about life and what you were doing in school to prepare for life. You know, he would ask you, you know, what have you done these last four years to really get ready for the outside world? Because you're about to enter the ultimate freshman year. The minute you graduate, you are on the lowest rung of the steepest totem pole that you're ever going to see. And what are you going to do today to prepare yourself to climb that ladder when you get there? And there weren't a lot of teachers talking like that at the time. Bobby was just this massive, just lack of bullshit and coddling that was exactly what people needed. The worst thing you can do to any kid while they're developing who they are is constantly reassuring them how special they are. Now, I don't think you needed to be as overbearing and as intimidating and as chair-tossing as Bobby became. And I was there at the end. My four years in Bloomington were the first I was the first four-year student during Knight's tenure to not at least get a share of a Big Ten regular season title. So I was there at the end of Bob Knight's reign as he was losing grip on a game that was changing and on kids who were changing. And Bob Knight... If there is a massive flaw that I do not detect in Bruce Bochy, and I have not detected in Steve Kerr, a massive flaw that Bobby had was his inability to evolve. He was who he was, who he was, who he was, and he wasn't trying to be anyone than who he was. He was not adapting to the times. Um... You don't get Duke basketball without Mike Krzyzewski, and you don't get Mike Krzyzewski without Bob Knight. Mike Krzyzewski played for Bob Knight at West Point, and Bob Knight was fired at West Point because he was too hard on the basketball team. Imagine that. Imagine that. You're too hard on a basketball team made of soldiers? That's a whole different level of manhood shit being thrown at you that people couldn't even relate to these days. Um, you don't get Mike Krzyzewski without Bob Knight. And what Mike Krzyzewski was able to do was take all of what Bobby taught him, repackage it in a way that was a bit more digestible to all around. And Krzyzewski was evolving with the times as times were changing. You know, it was a big deal when 
Duke would take its first one-and-done type of player. I don't know if, if Knight would have ever done that. I don't think Knight would have ever recruited a kid who told him, yeah, coach, I'm only com- coming for a year, and I'm going right to the league. I think Bobby would have got up and walked out of the kid's living room every single time. When Isaiah Thomas left the program early to be drafted by the Pistons, go on to have a Hall of Fame career, every player used to get their name when they graduated into the locker that they occupied when they were, uh, you know, on, on the Hoosiers team. Isaiah Thomas's name was not in any of those lockers. One of the single greatest player who delivered a national championship, Bob wouldn't put his name in the locker because he didn't graduate. That's who Bobby was. That's who he was. And what a glorious asshole you have to be to do that. And he was that. The passing of Bob Knight, it hit me yesterday. It really did. I was on my way to a charity event, but I had to sit down and do a little condolences for Bobby. Uh, I see people are worried about uh, my ability to partay. Come plus mania too. Well, let me just tell you right now that when I am done with today's show, I'm going to CVS to pick up a prescription for an inhaler, which has got some ibuterol. I don't even know what it is, but it's going to open up my lungs and hopefully make this uh, bronchial congestion go away. I, I, I still probably am not smoking this weekend. I'm not going to be putting it in the air with you. But, of course, we're going to be partying. We're going to be drinking. <coughs> Pardon me. But I went to the doctor's this morning. He checked me out. It, he thinks uh, this inhaler is going to clear me right up. So getting better, baby. I won't be coughing all over you at Plus Mania 2. While I was out last night, Bruce Bochy was winning a fourth World Series championship for himself and the first ever for the Texas Rangers. I've been reading a lot of stuff about Bochy, his place in history, what he means to the game of baseball, what the game of baseball has meant to him. And it's been just remarkable stuff. And it's the same thing with Bob Knight. You know, I've been reading all these articles of Bob Knight. There's not a lot in there that I didn't already know, to be honest with you. And look, I don't even want to talk about the championships, the Big Ten titles. You can, you can go look all that up yourself. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the guy that I knew. Bruce Bochy, the guy that I knew, was just one of the coolest, calmest remaining guys that I've ever met. Uh, you'd have Bruce Bochy, uh, again, one of the most poignant moments of me learning how managers think was the Giants had played a real stinker of a a home series or just gotten swept and had a terrible game. And I asked Bruce Bochy, don't you want to come in here and flip over the dining room table? We got to eat tomorrow night. In other words, no, no, nothing is going to make me so angry today that I'm going to screw up tomorrow that I'm going to do anything dramatic. Now, Bob Knight was the most buffet table flipping over son of a bitch there was. Bruce Bochy, the antithesis of that. 
Steve Kerr is probably setting extra seats at the table to make sure everybody's comfortable. Buster Olney on ESPN today wrote, there are two things for which Bruce Bochy will be best remembered in baseball history. The first is that he is among the preeminent managers in baseball history, perhaps the best. His teams in San Francisco and Texas have four championships in the past 14 seasons. He generated a 6-0 record in winner-take-all games and posted a stunning 17-4 record in games in which his teams had the opportunity to clinch, as the Rangers did in Game 5. The other is that Bochy has an outsized skull, something that teammates and friends have long teased him about. And apparently, when they're handing out, you know, your championship t-shirts and hats, the only time Bochy got a little frustrated last night is they had to, he had to go through like five hats before he actually found one that would fit his massive dome. That it's just, that's the most Bochy thing ever. You've just won a World Series championship. Here's a hat. Uh, doesn't fit. Here's another hat, Bruce. It's bigger. Uh, uh, still doesn't fit. All right, Boach, here's another hat. Here's a, uh, you, you got a bigger one. <laughs> the only other manager in the past 60 years to win as many titles as Bruce Bochy was Joe Torrey. And he was at the helm of the Yankees when they won their four championships in five seasons from 96 to 2000. And a team dotted with future Hall of Famers and iconic players that we now write poems about. And what Bruce Bochy did, and look, he had some great players, there is no doubt. And he has a great player specifically on this Texas team that we'll get to in just a moment. But I wouldn't say it was, you know, a star-studded affair as much as it was an ensemble. Now, Bobby would get his big recruits, you know, his, he'd get his Brian Evans, he'd get his Isaiah, his Calbert Chaney's, but it was always an ensemble. It was never a star-driven, it was system-driven, it was motion-offense-driven, and all of Bruce Bochy's teams and all of Bob Knight's teams either reached the level that they were supposed to get to or they overachieved. There was no underachievement. You know, Bruce Bochy's time in San Francisco petered out without him having good records because those teams were not built to even be decent. If they were decent, he would have had a decent record. But he got left with a bare cupboard at the end there. You know, some of those names were still familiar with a lot of Giants fans, but their production started petering out. One guy whose name officially joined the ranks of history last night is Corey Seager. Corey Seager punched his ticket to Cooperstown last night with his second World Series MVP, and the fact that his regular season numbers have essentially been outstanding, Corey Seager is going to go to the Hall of Fame. His decision to sign a 10-year, $325 million deal with Texas, which every, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, that's a lot of money for Corey Seager. Like, he's good. Is he that good? Is he 10 years, $325 million good? Yep. Yeah, he is. Corey Seager 
He, look at it this way. That has already paid off for the Texas Rangers, who have won their first World Series ever. What is that worth to the Texas Rangers? It's worth infinity dollars. They're no longer in the group of have-never-dones. They got a big, shiny, I do believe as the commissioner of baseball referred to it, hunk of metal. God, I hate Manfred. But he's got the, the hunk of metal that they can put in there. Still don't think it's great ballpark, but it's theirs. And Bruce Bochy was the perfect steady Eddie hand on the wheel to get it all done. Really was. I got to remember to take comments down after I read them. I always forget, this is where I need a producer. We'll get one one day. Can't do this all on my own forever, after all. Although I, I got to share with you, thank you to all of you. October, I just got my monthly YouTube report, which always takes a couple days after the month ends for them to update all of your data and send it to you. Uh, October was far and away the most watched month we've had in this channel. And um, nearly 300,000 people tuned in, which again, for some would be a humble number they wouldn't brag about at the beginning. We're not even, you know, through seven months of this yet. That's a really good number over here. And thanks to you for being here, clicking like, subscribing, making the algorithm pop. I thank you so very, very much. So since we're giving cap tips, let's give a little bit of a cap tip here to Corey Seager, just an incredible player who's now going to go to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, a big tip of the cap to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They'll be quickly forgotten. You know, a good trivia question five years from now. God, a good trivia question next week compared to, you know, based on how few people watch this World Series. But a uh, trivia, who, who did the Texas Rangers beat for their first ever World Series? People are going to be like, who did they beat? Who did they play? Who was that? It was the 84 win. No one gave him a shot to make it this far. Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, who absolutely overachieved in the postseason. They weren't supposed to be in the World Series, but there they were. Very impressive. And you got to assume they're very much going to be a factor going forward, right? I mean, come on. They, they, you know, if you're the Giants, you have someone else to officially be really worried about. I was thinking about this this morning as I was sipping a little coffee, which I'm about to do. And there it is. That feels like a sip of the day right there. But the Rockies, who you can always count on bringing up the rear, are the, the, the Giants are more like the Rockies than they are any other team in their division right now. And that's not a good place to be operating from, right? But for the Rockies, who you can always count on being the caboose, um, without a massive influx of real, everyday major league talent, there's there's the, the, the Giants are are poorly equipped, even with Bob Melvin, to really compete next year. If you think about it, um, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Padres are all clearly better than the Giants. Yeah, I'm still including the Padres is better. 
just from a talent on paper standpoint. You know, it didn't come together, but I'll, I'll, I'll trade you a lot of the Giants roster for a lot of the Padres roster, right? <coughs> Pardon me. Again, we're going to take care of this soon. I mean, the doctor this morning said, you know, are you, you're okay for talking about 20 minutes? And then all of a sudden it starts to come up. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I know that because I've been watching. He watches the, he watches this. The doctor watches the plus. Which really should be a requirement for my doctor. A lot of love, by the way, coming in. Damon, condolences for Bobby. RIP Bobby Knight. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Pour one out for Bobby. Yeah, I threw one back for Bobby last, last night. Uh, but you know, back to the Giants. Sorry, I got distracted there. I'm coughing, and then I see the chat, and then I get distracted. Quit looking at the chat, Damon. This offseason, when it comes to the Giants, I don't want to hear about a single name. I want to see introductory press conferences. And honestly, when you got, you know, the 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 son of Charles Johnson up there basically saying, you know, we, we really want to break even. Um, it, it sounds like another poorly attended summer of baseball could be coming up. We do have a little jingle jangle. We will stop and pause for the jingle jangle. Um saying that Coach Knight gave the state of Indiana an identity and nothing good has happened in or around the state since he was fired. Peyton wasn't enough. Look, I, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, the state on many levels is an unmitigated flaming disgrace of Republican buffoonery. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I, my complicated relationship with Bobby Knight um, had to do with the way that, you know, Bobby would just drag Donald's balls across his own nose. And that made me sick. But I think bullies relate to bullies. Again, Bob Knight and I had a very complicated relationship at the end. But, you know, when someone passes away, you remember the good times. And he wasn't a tremendous coach. And the reason why so many good basketball players come out of the state of Indiana is because so many good coaches exist in the state of Indiana and so many good coaches exist in the state of Indiana because those good coaches worshipped at the altar of Bobby Knight. And if you were a coach, man, Bob would have you in and, and let you observe practice and take all the notes you know, he didn't believe in keeping secrets. He he believed in in making better coaches. You know, there would be dozens of international coaches at Indiana's practices all the time. You would have it all the time. There'd be coaches from Argentina and Venezuela and Spain and France all there just to watch Bobby coach. How does he do it? How does he set up his practice? How does he set up his floor? How does he, 
Why is he putting tapes all here? He's breaking down the court into quadrants and a player's got to enter a quadrant and then a player vacates the quadrant and it's just the motion offense and it never stops and ball movement is the key. And a lot of these things that Steve Kerr, because Steve didn't like the man that Bobby was, will never admit that he, he's, he, he's taken from Bob Knight. If you're running motion offense, you're running Bob Knight's offense. And believe me, the Warriors are very much at their best a motion offense. This is not ISO, stand around, you dribble drive basketball. Steve is so hesitant to get out of his motion offense that they don't run enough pick and roll, which also really works well in the NBA. I always thought when the Warriors were at their best, it was when they were between picking their moments of picking and rolling or going back to the motion. We'll get to Clay's shot in just a minute. I know that made an awful lot of people very happy. Never daunted. Again, thanks for the jingle jangle, never daunted. Coach Knight also had a fly fishing class. It was the most coveted class at IU. See, here's the thing. I was never much of a fisherman. I didn't, I didn't really care about Bobby's fly fishing. I'm guessing if he had a grouse hunting class, that would have been way up there too. He loved hunting birds, pheasants. He loved that. Ah, oh, I cannot wait till I get my inhaler. I mean, uh, my inhaler. I got the asthma. And then there were five. Only five teams in Major League Baseball have not won a World Series thanks to the Texas Rangers finally getting off that list last night. It's the Seattle Mariners, the Milwaukee Brewers, the San Diego Padres, the Colorado Rockies, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Those are the five who have not won at all. Who will be next? I would say either... Because I feel like the Padres are going to regress without Bob Melvin. Like, that's going to break up. That's going to get worse before it gets better, right? Um, I would say that the Mariners or Brewers would be next in line. And the Tampa Bay Rays, again, if you're not going to ever spend, if you're just going to be gimmicky, I think you are going to be in a little bit of trouble. Kim Schaefer. Hey, Kim. Bochi and Kerr are the mother effing men. The Bay Area is so lucky to have, have had them both. Big congrats to Boch on his fourth ring. I mean, that's the way everyone around here feels. It's the way everyone around here feels. <laughs> True blue forever. Bob Knight was the Archie Bunker of college basketball. You know, I've never heard that, that before, but you're so right. You're so right. That's that's really good. Oh my, why Bochi might be the greatest manager ever. Ike, well, you know, look at it this way. The greatest manager of a, a baseball team ever. The greatest manager of a sandwich shop ever is my man Ike. 
Like, forget about Wendy's. Forget about Ronald McDonald or the Burger King himself. Like, those aren't great managers. Those are fictional characters. You want a real character in your life? You want a real, real human being as a manager? This guy, Mr. Ike, right here. Go get yourself an Ike sandwich today. Go get yourself a delicious sandwich made at a guy who takes care of his employees, at a guy who keeps opening stores, putting people to work. My man Ike is the real McCoy. Go ahead and give him your patronage, and you're going to find out why you're going to want to go back there tomorrow for lunch. His sandwiches are absolutely delicious. Delicious. Ike, good friend, great guy, great manager, 16th anniversary they're celebrating. Here's to at least 16 more. My man's going to be bigger than Subway when it's all said and done. It's so good to see him thrive and just have success everywhere he goes. Speaking of success everywhere he goes, Stefan is having a ridiculous amount of success every single time he goes to the betting window. Winners, 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 winners. It's all he finds. He does it on a baseball field. He does it in a hockey rink. He does it on a basketball court. And he does it on a football field. And if you would like a free day of handicapping, sign up with promo code BRUCE. And we're coming up on a week where, you know, there's no Niners game. How are you going to get involved? You want a little bit more skin in the game? Maybe make a wager or two and get your free day of handicapping this Saturday or this Sunday by using promo code BRUCE at BottomLineBets.com. The promo code is BRUCE, B-R-U-C-E, BottomLineBets.com. It's not going to be offered much longer. This might be the last weekend that's even being offered, period. So use it or lose it, kids. BottomLineBets.com. Stefan's on fire. It's time you uh, become en fuego yourself. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available at BottomLineBets.com. I want to talk about how there are very few actions in sports that make the Bay Area happier then Clay Thompson hitting a game-winning shot. So I am at a guardsman dinner last night, senior dinner, bunch of the older guys in the group. How can we still help the group out? Talking about tree lot, which is the big time of the year for the guardsmen. We're going to be doing shows from the tree lot this year. Really looking forward to that. Hopefully you plan on coming on down, maybe even picking up your Christmas tree at the guardsman tree lot. Um, I am, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I love the guardsmen. I love the tree lot. And I can't wait to get back down there. It, it puts a smile on my face, man. So I'm at that dinner, which of course turns into cocktails, which of course turns into a whole bunch of guys standing up and telling filthy jokes. And oh, it was a good time. It was a really good time last night. By the time I got home, by the time I got home, um, I turn on the game. Clay Thompson, it's a game-winning shot. That's all I caught, and it was good night, everybody. Seriously, I caught the very tail end of the game. I saw the game winner go down. Sure made me happy. Nothing makes the Bay Area happier than a game-winning shot from Clay Thompson. And oh, by the way, that's four wins in a row for the Golden State Warriors who come home for one game, and now they're out for another four-game road trip. So it'll be a while before we see them again. 
T from the 203. Damon, do you have any of your old notes from the Bobby Knight class you took at IU? I have the whole notebook. Yes, I do. And as a matter of fact, when I told Chris Mullen about it one day, he's like, can I borrow that? And I gave Chris Mullen the notebook that he took home. He read it and he brought it home. He's like, man, that walked me down memory lane in his Queens accent. And that's uh, seriously like the fringe benefit of my career. What is the, what is, what is the value of your career that isn't represented in money, but means a lot to you? It's the fact that a guy like Chris Mullen knows who I am. I walk into a room and Chris Mullen says, Hey, Damon, like, I love that. That means a lot to me. The fact that I walk in a room and, and, and Steve Kerr, who I've gotten so many conversations with, you know, he knows me. We say hello to each other. We greet each other as friends. Bruce Bochy, it's the same thing. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever be rich doing this, but man, I've had some rich experiences that the wealthiest people I know would love to have. You know, real relationships with People who are great at what they do, who've inspired an entire city, who have run winning operations. I mean, I, I get off on that. I really, really do. And, you know, I, I do have a Bob Knight story from the coaching of basketball class because as a student who was all around the basketball team as a student broadcaster or someone who would cover them. Uh, I went to a lot of Bob Knight press conferences. Now, Bob Knight ruled his kingdom with an iron fist. He knew everybody. If he didn't know your name, he knew your face. And if he knew your face and he was around him for long enough, he would learn your name. Bobby knew what was going on. He controlled his entire kingdom. And so, you know, I'd been around the basketball team for years like I said, you could only take the coaching of basketball with Bob Knight during your senior year. So finally, after being in front of Bobby for several seasons, now I'm in his class. It's the first day of class. And I am actually running a little bit late because I get to Assembly Hall and I go down the wrong staircase. So I'm on the wrong side of Assembly Hall because the uh, coaching of basketball was taught in the press room. So I'm on the wrong side of Assembly Hall, but I've been to Assembly Hall so many times, I didn't think, well, what I need to do is go upstairs and run around and go back downstairs. What I'm going to do is open up the door that says, do not open this door and just run across the court because I'd been in the gym so many times. I knew that court well. I knew the building well, but I'd made a mistake. I went down the wrong side. So I'm on the wrong side of the court and I can either run all the way back up and around Assembly Hall and all the way back down or I can just run across the court. So I run across the court, and as I open the door, I can see already out of his office, there's Bob Knight and Norm Ellenberger, Knight's assistant at the time, um, walking to the class. And so, like, I saunter up next to him. I put my hand out. I said, Coach, Damon Bruce, I'm in your class this year. He's like, I've seen you around. I said, yes, Coach, I'm a student broadcaster. I've done many of your games. I've been at press conferences. I've asked you questions. And he's like, well, that's great. I'm glad you're in the class this year. You better fucking get there before I do. I took off running. And I did get there before he did. But that was Bob. Like, hey, I acknowledge you. I see you. You're already close to breaking my first rule, so you better fucking get to class. It's like one of my favorite interactions with Bob Knight ever. At the end of the coaching a basketball class, I got the guts to ask him. I was like, you know, hey, not all of us can do what we want to do forever. Bob, will you have any say in your replacement here one day at Indiana? Because, you know, the firing of Bob Knight was still, you know, no one could even think that that would ever happen, which did. 
But um, I asked him that question. He says, who the hell do you think you are? Bob Costas? Yeah, it left a big impression on me. And I'll tell you, it's one of the reasons why I was about as comfortable around any media or any uh, person I've ever had to cover ever. Like, again, oh, my God, Damon, you better be careful around Barry Bonds in the clubhouse because Barry Bonds can be a little surly. Oh, God, was like, Barry Bonds can be a little surly? Get the hell out of here. Barry Bonds is a ray of sunshine compared to what I went through in college. Barry Bonds intimidating. Fuck you, Barry Bonds. I went to the school of Bob Knight. You don't even know what intimidating is. You know, like I, I, the amount of intimidated by Barry Bonds I was, was this, thanks to Robert Montgomery Knight. So I had a pretty good education. Pretty good education that Bobby was a big part of. So again, let it be said, let it be known, I have had the pleasure to really be around greatness in my career. Um, Happenstance, luck, I don't know, can't explain it. But some iconic figures are the figures that I've been and had the privilege to cover while being here in the Bay Area. Something that I don't think is going to go down as iconic in the Bay Area are the new city jerseys. Did you see that the Warriors are rolling out these new City Connect jerseys for this year? If you haven't seen them, here it is. This is the City Connect jersey for this upcoming basketball season. Now, as you can see, there's an awful lot about the jersey that looks okay. Like, I like that, you know, you want to rock a black jersey. I get it. All right. You got one. The gold piping looks good. Uh, the, the, the piping at the waistline looks good. The font looks fine. The shadow drop on the numbers, okay. No problem with any of that. What is the one thing about this jersey that looks funny? Oh, maybe it's the if I can quote the ad, shape inspired by the iconic San Francisco Hills, which as a theory, like as you're talking about, now the, 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 the word mark font is inspired by the cable car route signs. Again, the font is cool. The shadow drop on the, on the numbers is cool. I'm fine with all of that. Do you see the swoop warriors down in that right-hand corner? They should have had the numbers and that swooping warriors under the number more than that, as it says right here, shape inspired by the iconic San Francisco Hills. It looks like the person who sewed that jersey together sneezed as they were sewing the San Francisco over it. Hey, let's make San Francisco kind of come out like the San Francisco Hills. It's one of those, hey, good idea. Let's see how it looks. And then they should have actually done a mock-up and said, yeah, it looks a little funny. We should probably, like, even though it was a good idea, the execution of the good idea isn't quite what we hoped it would be. And it looks like, you know, we might have had someone 
um, suffer an epileptic seizure as they were selling the word San Francisco on that more than it looks like the rolling San Francisco hills. Um, it looks like maybe someone sneezed. It looks like maybe, you know, the entire machine glitched. I just, again, I, I get why you did it, but after you did it and you actually looked at it, shouldn't someone say, no. Having said all that, looking at all the City Connect jerseys, I mean, it's, God, Nike's bad at this. How can Nike be so bad at this? How can they be so bad at, I don't get it. How are you this bad at making cool basketball jerseys when you're Nike? How? Anyways. You know, I've already, I'm sure someone on the chat is already writing, well, Damon, you know, they're not making these for you. They're making these for the next generation. Well, unless the next generation uh, deals with, you know, wavy line intake in a way that I don't, I does that look good to anybody? Doesn't that look off? That looks like something that goes into the odd lots bin. Like, hey, you know, we 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 made a hundred and we made a hundred thousand of these. A thousand of them came out wrong. What are we gonna do? Give them to Goodwill? Yeah, give them to Odd Lots. See if you can sell these things for seventy five percent off. There's a little bit of a mistake. I got I got uh, I got brought. I look. I wore I wore a lot of uh, Odd Lot clothes when I was a kid growing up. It's like, oh, you know, here we are. These are button fly jeans. The bottom button of the fly is missing means these jeans are 40% off. Those are the jeans I would wear. The bargain bin. So... You know, there's there's a lot going on, obviously, with the 49ers, but they're not playing this weekend. And I don't know what Chase Young is going to really represent if he is going to be neutralized by the trend of football that has just neutralized defensive lines all over the league. He doesn't play corner. I, I like the trade considering the value. I wish he played cornerback. That's what I thought the 49ers needed, but maybe he's a real game changer. You know, I was... Like I said, going to drop the kids off early this morning, got to the doctor's office, had the checkup, was in the car, driving home, some guys calling in. It's the first time I'd put on sports talk radio in a while, actually. We always usually have a little music on for the kids in the morning. Uh, but uh, someone's like, yeah, let me tell you right now, the 49ers are not winning the, the Super Bowl this year. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. You don't know that. You don't know that. No more than you knew that the 49ers were definitely going to win the Super Bowl when they started off at 5-0. and There's so much of this season to be played. We're at the halfway point. No one knows anything yet. Well, I know for a fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Not if Jalen Hurts tears an ACL, they're not. And that can happen between now and the end of the year. So don't think that everything that you now believe is the truth will be true 
10 weeks from now. There's so much football still left. And how you, the fan, feels about anything doesn't matter a lick to the NFL. Doesn't matter at all. Everyone's got to get out of their feelings. Oh, I just, I know it. I just, I know it. The, the 49ers aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. You don't know anything. They might still very much do that. There, there's nothing that has already happened that guarantees they can't win a Super Bowl. Now, there are three signs in a row that didn't look very good, that don't look like be pointing directly, go to the front of the Super Bowl line. But calm down. There is an awful lot of football still coming. So everyone, take a deep breath. Take a deep, I can't take a deep, if I take a really deep breath, I'll start coughing right now. So I can't take a deep breath with you, but take a deep breath, breathe out your third eyelid, just calm down. There's a lot of football left to be played. Here's how it all works. Let's say they come out and they have a rousing win out of the bye week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody's going to be right back on the gravy train. And if they lose that game, it will be the biggest doom and gloom week that we've had in a long time in Bay Area sports. Calm down, everybody. Calm down. You ready to get into a little Club Plus? I'm ready to hop into a little Club Plus. Let's see what everyone's talking about today. I got to bring it back up. I, I had to put it down there for a minute because I get distracted. Hopefully, I didn't miss any Super Chats. We already caught a couple today. Um, but let's jump right back in. want to thank everyone listening to the podcast. Again, I had the most viewed month in the history of my existence here on YouTube, the most downloaded month in the short existence of the Damon Bruce Plus podcast. And thank you so very much for making that happen. Thanks for making me a part of your commute or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I really, truly appreciate you an awful lot. Thank you so much. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.